If anything, what I really like about Dungeons & Dragons, because, like, people just assume that people are just gonna... Well, not just that, but people just assume, like, when you do something that's interactive and imaginary, people are just gonna go directly to violence. It's because they don't understand. They just don't get it. Like, I don't really... Like, yes, you do violence so-and-so, but you think of yourself as a hero for the most part. Some people will play evil characters because it's someone who they're not, and they want to do something interesting. Right, and I would do the same. What I personally like doing, I like becoming the character. What's up and welcome to Nacho's Cafe. This is your boy Will aka Nacho and today is Talk About It Tuesday where me and a guest will sit and talk about it whatever it is and that's what we'll be talking about. You ready? What's up everybody? Welcome to Nacho's Cafe. Today is of course Talk About It Tuesday, mine and possibly your favorite too. And today I have a special guest. I mean I always have a special guest don't I? This is my friend Ariel that I have today. Hi. And we met, we used to work together at Best Buy. Mm. She's still there. I'm not. I met Tarjay. Yes. Um, but <laughs> she's very energetic. Uh, when we used to work together, we actually worked in appliances together. I always called her like my mother because, not because she's old, because she's obviously younger than me. I'm the father, if you think so. But she actually, she knew everything in appliances. And she was the one I went to. And she trained me on everything. And including another redhead, who was Andy, who's not with us right now. Not like that. He's still alive. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, wait, wait, that's not (laughs) it. I mean, he's been social distancing, so he's practically dead. Correct. (laughs) I get it. We love you, Andy. I just miss him so much. I know. Um, he is and they're both redhead so i'm like oh look it's mom and dad so and they just know everything about appliances but we're not here to talk about appliances today we are here to actually talk about D. and for those who do not know what that was and trust me i was one of them i was like i heard people say this D word and i was like what kind of pornography kind of orgy, orgy are they getting themselves into? I remember like, I said it, and you were like, um, excuse me? <laughs> right? What right. And uh-huh. I was like, what is this? So I didn't really understand that no one didn't know what it was. So this, right. this is, this is right. how it's It's like I heard about it, and I know that the intenseness is like building right now, because you guys still haven't heard me say it. You're seeing all this set up here, like, what is going on? So I'm a nerd. She's obviously a nerd, and I love it. And I have not got a chance to be really nerdy on my show yet. <clears throat> I love Marvel, yeah, but more so X Men. So it is what it is. But I we're not talking about that either, huh? Marvel's great. I like Marvel, but I just love X Men, and they're part of Marvel. But I just weren't, yeah. Anyways, so D and D is Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. Yes, and so we're gonna dive into the world, basically for a dummy who doesn't know it know anything really about it i've heard a little bit about it and i know it's a game but i want to know more about it like so yeah so anyways i'm gonna let you have the floor for a little bit mm-hmm. i'll jump in here a little bit ask some questions because okay. i noticed on my show i talk a lot obviously <laughs> but um i actually wanted to ask about like tell me about dungeons and dragons so, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Harmon Quest. If you have not, oh. you should absolutely look it up because it is a show by Dan Harmon. Uh-huh. And they actually, like, simplify Dungeons & Dragons impressively. Mm-hmm. It is extremely simplified. Like, it doesn't go into the detail about the lore. It doesn't go into the detail about, like, the math and, like, character making and anything like that. But it does kind of basically say what it is. Um, it's basically a role-playing storytelling game 
that um, with a collective imagination, we all basically make our own story. However, we do have a god, and that is the dungeon master. The dungeon master says what goes through dice, books, and rules. However, dungeon master usually kind of makes it up as they go, so uh -huh. to speak, just because... Oh, wow, because no they're the god, so they... Well, they're the god, can. but they plan a story most of the time, but the story never goes as planned because we're all humans, and we all have... It's basically the world is our oyster, mm -hmm. and it's only limited to our imagination. Wow. So that's the really fun part about it. Um, players, there are usually between four and six, because okay. um, anything less, it can get a little like monotonous, uh -huh. and anything more becomes a little bit chaotic. So they try and like keep it around that time. I've been in groups that are like eight to 12, which uh -huh. did go chaotic, and then I've had- How long did that one last? About two years. Wow. <laughs> See, that's like, I've heard, like, I know like what, what is the, I don't mean to interrupt. No, go. What is the minimum like timing, or and what is the maximum timing of this game? So that's when you would actually go into the history of Dungeons and Dragons, uh -huh. and I actually like wrote notes and stuff like that. So you're so, so I prepared, guys. I was so one. prepared because <laughs> there's like a whole history of it. But I guess I I should probably start in the beginning, even before Dungeons and Dragons was even mm -hmm. created, just right. to kind of get you like up to speed about how it's become what it is today, mm -hmm. and then you can kind of understand a little bit more about what I mean by collective imagination, everyone's their own person, because D&D, &D, before I even go into that, D&D &D is literally, like, you create a character, and then with your party of the four to six people, you basically interact with yourselves, with each other, and with the world that the Dungeon Master creates, and it's basically a rise to the best, like, you're constantly trying to gain XP or obviously, experience. Obviously. Um, and level up because you want to be the best. Some people do it for conquest, some people do it for honor, and that's entirely up right. to you. But how it got there, it's actually a very new-ish game, at least in my opinion. Uh, the very first edition of Dungeons & Dragons came out in 1974. I saw that. I did a little bit of look. I was like, <laughs> how old is it real quick? And I'm going to ask her. I'm like, 19... Damn, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit new. So yeah. before Dungeons & Dragons was created, there were a lot of um, war-based combat games. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of them were like tabletop miniatures. In fact, my fiance uh, Logan, he actually <laughs> he actually would play Dungeons and Dragons on the ship because he was part of the Navy uh -huh. um, because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the game D and D was created by a Gary Gynax and Dave Arneson. I guess I'll focus on Gary Gynax first. Yeah. He's kind of the big. The big, uh, yeah, the big guy. Yeah. So the Gary brains. Gynax was part of the war, uh, part of a wargaming organization in the 1960s. In 1971, he was part of the creation of a game called Chainmail, which was a tabletop miniature war game with the idea to simulate um, a medieval time custom made battle between two Love opponents. That. So, custom making miniature war games, and right. his was medieval times. For his uh, group, however, um, at that point in time, Lord of the Rings had already come out. Mm -hmm. So they were like, oh, I mean, war games are fun, but like we're kind of like bored. Like, can we do something different? <laughs> right, right. Gaiax, apparently, um, due to some of the research that I've done, was actually not a Lord of the Rings fan. Wow. He did like sorcery, though. He did like the idea uh, of wizards doesn't? and magic and stuff like right. that. So he kind of incorporated the Lord of the Rings into Chainmail and almost made like a special edition or extra downloaded content. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, like those yeah. extra pieces. So yeah. It was like a little tiny 15-page booklet in Chainmail specifically for his friends. Um, and in doing so, he... Well, he kind of ripped off <laughs> the rings. <laughs> Just like a little bit. He was yeah. like, 
um, just to give the idea, but him doing that started the idea of like, okay, magic, sorcery, race, classes, monsters, and that's kind of what started that whole, like, going into the fantasy realm yeah. and making something custom made. And that's Gary Gainax. Yeah. Dave Arneson actually met Gary Gainax before Chainmail was made. He met him in uh, 1969. 69. Hey, nice. Special year. <laughs> <laughs> but he actually, he actually met him at a wargaming convention uh, that Gary Gainax actually created, uh. which is kind of funny. But Arneson at that time was working with a colleague named David Wesley, and they were trying to develop, develop a war game with more than two players. That was also custom made. Yeah. Kind of see where I'm going with yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, Wesley and Arneson made a game called Bronstein. And what it was based off of was that they were like, oh, I want to make a war game, but not just two opponents. I want to have multiple opponents right. and then have a referee just to make sure everything goes smoothly. Wow. And with multiple op opponents, it's not just military based. Do whatever the heck you want. So, Arneson and Wesley basically were like introducing multiple players. The idea of a referee or a dungeon master, as right. we know today, mm -hmm. um, and different goals and aspirations, like basically personalized stories. Um, and then what Wesley and Arneson would do is that they would referee their games that they created. Mm -hmm. Wesley eventually actually joined the military and left, so Arneson was stuck being referee all the time, basically becoming the very first dungeon master that we know today. Uh -huh. When Wesley left, Arneson was like, so... I want to do more gaming stuff, but I can't work on Bronstein anymore because that was like a co-op thing. Uh -huh. So he created a game called, I wrote it down in my notes because that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was called Blackmore. Oh, duh. <laughs> well, the reason it's a no duh is because Blackmore was actually the, um, basically the first dungeon setting kind of thing. Like it was the first, how do I put this? I wrote it down properly too. <laughs> um, it was the... Where'd it go? It, yeah, the very first campaign. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> it was the very first campaign. It was created like 1971, 72. Different research that I did showed 71 or 72, so I'm just going to stick with either or. Mm -hmm. um, with Blackmore, that's when he also introduced the idea of hit points and character levels, because as the characters that he noticed in um, Bronstein, he noticed that they were like kind of getting attached to their characters. Right. So he's like, how about we make this more than just one session? So right. he's the one that started like hit points and leveling up, and let's see if we can make them cooler. Yeah. Anderson went, yeah, <laughs> Arneson, not Anderson, Arneson went to Gygax since they had met previously. He was like, hey man, I have this game. It's really cool. He actually made a board game to make it a little bit more understandable for Guy, uh, Gygax. And Gygax like, no. <laughs> that Blackmore was actually really tight. I like yeah. the role-playing option. So he and Arneson basically made their own campaigns and then brought them together and went to go to the publishing agency that originally published Shaymail. And they said no. And what Gygax did was said, well, screw that. I'm going to make my own publishing company and therefore made Tactical Studies Rules, TSR, and that's how Dungeons & Dragons was born. Wow. So What a journey. I know. Like and that, it's, and it's a lot of minds. It was like, I think like, it was like too many minds in there trying to get to basically, it, but it created that. Basically, old school, like to make it short, military style gaming started out the idea of Dungeons & Dragons and then with the different minds and ideas of mm -hmm. like, because Dungeons & Dragons is an open world of imagination, it's mm -hmm. harder to really get down to the roots and down to 
what rules are rules and what's kind of like just like piggybacked off of other right. things. Ever since then, there's we're now in the fifth edition. Uh, they're working on the sixth edition right now. But now we have books that are based off of monsters, classes, races, and you can help decide what you're going to do. And there are even books dedicated to the referee, the dungeon master, to help build these worlds right. so that way you can put those players directly inside of them. Wow. Wow. Now, in my mind... I always thought it was like a virtual game, but obviously back then, of course, it would have to be some type of board game, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, mm, mm. <laughs> see, the, see, I like, like, so, so a lot of it's in your head. So uh -huh. a lot of like, so for example, like you can play it on Zoom. Like right now, we're thinking about doing some Zoom stuff because uh -huh. it's been too long. <laughs> but, um, but it's um, if a dungeon master wants, there are like little terrariums that you can buy. You can get little figurines. That's cool. So like, and you're probably like, what the hell is that big guy in the middle? That's a monster. His name's a, he's a beholder. Oh, because I was like thinking he was some type of like Gorgon. No, no, not no. Gorgon. That's not. No, either way, but off. either, <laughs> but you can get little mini miniature figurines. There's actually something called Heroes Forge where you can actually custom make your own stuff. Like so, like that. Hold it. Hold <laughs> Anyone that's listening is not going to see what. Yeah, I'm obviously. Doing, so but... I might cut that part out. No, <laughs> you know, I'll just let you use your magic. Yeah, sorry I'm going to talk about the history, but it's just so fascinating. I got, like, super, like, dived in, if that makes sense. History these days are better. This is what they don't teach in high school. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you want a pillow? <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, sit down, because mm -hmm. okay. okay. So, like... I'm still going to work your ass in about when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually been kicking mine. <laughs> so, let's see. But, yeah, it's called Hero Forge. It's fantastical if, you know... So I used to think that Whatever. it was like one of those softwares that, because I used to watch people playing this game long, long time ago when I was in college back in like 23, when I was 23 or something like that. And one of the um, guys that I worked for, I used to, uh, I used to work for like this um, computer um, job, a student worker. So I used to work on campus and he was always playing this game on his computer and he was a character, and they leveled up and everything like that. And it was in that fantasy world. And I'm like, what is he playing? I want to play. You I know? think there are some like online versions world. of. This. I know, yeah. There's World of Warcraft. Yes. And there's Skyrim. Yeah. And yeah. Those are kind of derivative from Dungeons and Dragons for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, you don't really necessarily need to. There are online stuff to help you out though. Uh -huh. Like I personally, like let's say I forget my character sheet at home. Uh, there's this uh, website called D and D Beyond where I actually save all of my characters and their stats, which I do have saved on my phone if you want to see there. Wow. But now, okay. Your character sheets. Now explain that. Oof. So I brought mine and my man's. I love, I love this. Right? So character sheets are a mess. Let's see. There we go. So that's a mess. And not every character sheet is exactly the same. So when you make a character sheet, you first pick a character and then you can pick a class or race and then you can even pick an alignment. So with characters, you can choose to be like... For races, for example, human was the starter main one. So, like, in the beginning, when the first edition came out, there was the fighter, there was the magic user, and there was the cleric. So, those would be their classes. What's a cleric? A cleric, back then, was supposed to be, like, the even Stevens dude. Like, it was supposed to be a little bit fighter, a little bit magic, kind of terrible at doing one or the other oh, on its own. Oh, okay, okay. But now, the cleric is known as the healer of the group. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you can be a druid, a fighter, a bard, a cleric. A barbarian, a rogue, a monk, paladin, ranger, and then 
what you were interested in, wizard, sorcerer, warlock. So those are the different classes that you can choose, and then that's basically like what you're good at. So like a fighter, you're good at beating stuff up. Right. A ranger, you're good at long long shots, basically. Right. Uh, a monk, well, people think monk is the weakest class. I think they're fantastic because they're they're strong, but they're... And, yeah, and probably more balanced and They're everything. extremely balanced. Yeah. Uh, the cleric, which is the healer, druid, the one with nature. It's really... I was just about to ask, so thank you. Keep elaborating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and before I get off on a different tangent, because Geminis and ADAD are not a great combo for staying on topic. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job considering that, I mean, because I'm like... Um, and then, of course, there are subclasses, like an artificer 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 which the guy that like brews the potions and oh okay yeah. okay and then there's the blood hunter which is basically an assassin that's usually a chaotic evil character but that's when we get into alignment you can choose to be um good neutral chaotic and you can have um lawful or sorry good neutral bad and then lawful neutral chaotic so you can be lawfully good or you can be chaotically good or you can be <laughs> lawfully evil or it's or you can be wow. completely neutral it doesn't matter yeah. uh, wow that's a mix right there so, and with that that's like if you want to choose your character to be in alignment you stick most people when they make a character they stick with that alignment so for example let's say you found a paladin which is usually like a righteous kind of person mm. that usually does a lot if you chose a paladin and you made them what some people would think is fun a chaotic evil paladin that can cause some weird confusion, right? It would be very hard to play, but it would be very interesting because it's... Why a, would it be hard to play, though? Uh, we obviously paladins, know they're evil, but paladins chaotic Paladins are is... known to be lawfully good. So with a paladin, think think about, like, your pastor that like and then that kills vampires on his evil. weekend. You right, know what I mean? Right. So imagine if it's your pastor killing vampires on his weekend, but he's actually working for the vampires and killing you. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 so that's when it can be a little He's bit a weird. Puppet. Or think about a barbarian that is lawfully good, like a barbarian guy that likes to beat everything up. Right. But I must obey the law and do what is good. Like like half, his mom was a monk. You know, like yeah, it's it, weird. So not kind of getting it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in the beginning, when D and D first started, human races were kind of like the main races. And then remember when I said that Gygax kind of didn't really like. Like that much. Mm -hmm. So he also created these people, uh, he created hobbits, and they were kind of like the lowest characters in the system. <laughs> he actually ended up getting a cease and desist because he was copying J.A.R. token so hard, so that's why they're now called halflings. Get it? So, halflings, like uh -huh. half height and all that. So they're dwarves. actually pretty cool. <laughs> I do have dwarves, though. Dwarves are totally a thing. Um, <laughs> and that's when you go into races. The standard races are usually elf, human, um, halflings, orc, Tiefling, gnome, dragonborn, and dwarves, and that's and then you can do half orc and half whatever. Someone's having babies. Mm -hmm. But then there are of course alternatives where if you want to go, that's not really on the standard play uh, player's manual, and that's when you get like a genasi, which is like a genie. You can get a tabaxi, Ooh. which is like a cat person, an elemental, which is someone. I like elemental. I just mm -hmm. like that word, and I just where it comes from. So I just yeah, I'm excited yeah. about that. And then you can be like a changeling, which is a broken character. <laughs> yeah, from my from what I hear about the changeling, it's exactly yeah. what you think. A changeling yeah. is someone that can change exactly what they look like whenever they want to, and it's impeccable. And that's such a broken character it hurts me. <laughs> 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 and then there's of course goblin, which. 
And those are just some. There are some characters that have giant wings. Uh, there's this thing called a turtle, where it's like a humanoid turtle person. And then there's one that's like an elephant turtle person. Or Wow, it's really expanded. It's extremely expanded. Not all of them are to the rules. And that's right. why some dungeon masters don't play it that way, and some of them do. But it's all depending on them. I've had dungeon masters where they just like let you go willy-nilly and have fun. And, like my fiancé right now has a headless hor- horseman head. So he can like kind of summon the dead and stuff like that. <laughs> well, how did that get created? <laughs> no, but like summon the dead, so like that's that's really a, interesting. So what he? So yeah, we can even have like necromancers and stuff like that as well. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, um, but like that campaign, for example, we did like a quick like Halloween special, and uh-huh. we our, our current characters went to battle the headless horseman across the bridge. We beat him, and then we did a saving throw, which is part of what the dice decide what's going to happen to you to see if my fiancé either would die from putting on the Headless Horseman's pumpkin head Uh or if he would succeed. He succeeded, and now he has a habit of chopping off people's heads. (laughs) A poor habit. A poor habit. But that's when I go into exactly how you play the game. Yes. So how you play the game, it's extremely simple once you make your character sheet so you start with like learning if you have dexterity strength constitution intelligence wisdom and charisma all of these things are important strength is how hard you hit dexterity is can you jump out of the way kind of thing um constitution i think it's like your willpower okay intelligence are you smart wisdom is are you smart enough to know that (laughs) Like, yeah, like I the, like wisdom, that intuition. Kind of like knowing the tomatoes are fruit and not knowing the tomatoes are <laughs> fruit salad kind of thing. And then charisma is how cute you are. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how you start, usually how I play, I don't I know. I see numbers I'm, on them. So is there a max or a minimum number? Like, so, is there a number that... Okay, I'm happy I'm, you I'm, ask. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> so how most of my Dungeon Masters have played, others play it differently, but this is usually how we go. We roll 5d6. And we take off the lowest one. So, and then we add them up. So the highest that you can get is 20. Okay. And that gives you a plus four. Plus four? No. Yeah. No. Plus five. And that gives, basically it adds up to your stats. That's that's me going to shorten it up for you. Basically when you do this, you get to choose your stats and based off of the character, you can also add proficiencies and whatnot. This also decides later on in the game whether or not you succeed or fail in certain acts. So, for example, let's say I wanted to sneakily like steal something from somebody, right? That is a stealth check. So, a stealth check is based on dexterity. Dexterity, you know, making sure like can mm-hmm. jump out of the way, can mm-hmm. you be sneaky and sly about stuff, right. all that good that stuff like that. That makes sense. And how you would figure that out is you would roll a d20, and then you add your dexterity. So, for me, that's a plus four. I mean, I'm proficient, but we're just going to keep it simple. And as a plus four, I rolled an 11, so I get a 15. Based off of what the dungeon master says, if that person is super aware, you can either make it or break it. I could either quickly steal it, or I could steal it and not know that that guy totally saw me do that, mm-hmm. or they're just going to catch me. Wow. That is, wow. I like that. And so explain these dice, because all of them are a little different. They're all a little different. So what's funny is that I do have some doubles here. So the master one is d20. Okay. So 20-sided dice, this is usually the decider of whether or not you do most of anything. Like, okay. you roll a d20 if you want to hit somebody, you roll a d20 if you want to do something. Like, the d20 is the main guy. Okay. The rest of these guys are, like, percentage die. So a d10 is usually percentage die. Okay. And d6s, d... <laughs> no, yeah, you can see it here. D6s, d4s, um, where's my d8? 
D8s, these all count for like almost hit points. So as you'll probably see, like if I wanted to use a sling, mm -hmm. let's say I rolled and it successfully hit, I roll 1D4 plus 2. So I would roll this guy 1D4, so I got a 3 plus 2, so uh -huh. that's 5 hit points that I just caused onto whatever I'm fighting. Interesting. Yeah. The dice are fun. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you get an unlucky one. The, there's a thing about luck of the dice where if you have an unlucky dice, it's constantly rolling you a nat 1, which basically means you're fucked. Um, <laughs> or as a nat 20, you naturally get it. Whatever you're trying to do, it's you did it. You did it, and you did it super successfully. If you're in combat, you double did it. So, <laughs> um, but that's what the dice do. Um, that's them. <laughs> and what is this? Oh, my personal character actually found a baby dragon egg. <laughs> now, how did you find the... Now, you like kind of like went along with that and created that um, scenario? No, the Dungeon Master actually did it. So, Dungeon Masters are really... They're the most important person the in the game. They're the, they're the story maker. Like, okay. they're the one that kind of... They're the ones that create the story, put the player in it, and then they also react to what the players do. Like, I don't think he expected me to find a dragon egg. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> I find that really fascinating, though. Like oh, yeah, the, definitely. You... I had this one uh, dungeon master where his goal was to be specifically by the rules. Like, it must be by the rules. Didn't want your character to die, but didn't try to not kill your character kind of thing. Which hurts your soul if someone kills your character. It really does. Um, <laughs> but we were stuck in this, like, trap kind of thing. Uh -huh. Well, not really a trap. But we, were we were stuck in this room, and we found this box, and it was an unopenable box. Dungeon Master basically was trying to make it seem like, oh, we have to go find this guy to get this box open, and blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> in the room, there was this shield door that if you hit a button, the door would go up. I put the box on the door, and the box opened. <laughs> <laughs> and then voila. Well, not that time. No? That okay. time I released a dimensional demon that Ooh. almost ate us. But it was fun, though. <laughs> that is really crazy. <laughs> It was, but what was really cool is because it's so imaginary, that dimensional demon that's supposed to kill us, the dungeon master also rolled its intelligence and it happened to be very stupid. So that's how we survived. <laughs> God forbid it was intelligent. Oh, I forget what it was, but it was like some ghosty character. I don't know. Mm -mm. <laughs> I just know it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and that's a character because I personally love playing as a bard. Uh -huh. So a bard character is someone that likes to play music and usually has high charisma. I can see that. Oh yeah, definitely. And I usually played a tiefling too. That's why I have my cute little horns. I'm so glad you elaborated on that because I was going to ask on the tiefling, what is a tiefling? So a tiefling is a demon born. So a tiefling is usually a humanoid that basically is part human, part demon, but more demon than anything. They usually have little Hellboy. horns. Yeah, kind of. They have little yes. horns usually. <laughs> That's cute. They got little tiny horns, they usually got a tail, and they're usually evil, but I like playing a f like, remember how we are saying mm -hmm. Paladin being chaotic evil mm -hmm. and stuff? I usually like being a chaotic good bard tiefling, so everyone thinks that I'm evil. You're like, screw and my jeans, I want to be what I want to be. It's my, it's my favorite thing. In fact, I brought, I brought her in a few campaigns, and there was one campaign that we ended, and then we started a different campaign, and my old character met my new character, because my old character was kind of like a thief, she just like grabbed everything. Yeah. And she accidentally found a mimic as a baby, and you don't know what a mimic is. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm learning. You're so, learning. <laughs> I'm like, so. So anyone that's a nerd understands what it. Well, we're all nerds, but anyone that's a D and D nerd knows that a mimic can be any inanimate object, and it's usually a monster that tries to eat that you. Makes sense. For example, this box could be a mimic. That mouse could be a mimic. That uh, computer could be a mimic. 
but it can also get as bad as this house could be a mimic. Ooh. Yeah. But I found a baby one, and it was cute. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tangenting. That's no, <laughs> that's good. No, I. I love, I love, <laughs> I love the fact that stuff like that can happen. Yeah. Whenever you like, it's just. That's amazing that it kind of can go anywhere. It can go literally anywhere. Of course, determining on the dungeon master. It depends. Yeah, exactly. Because I've had there's some good dungeon masters, there's some really good dungeon masters, and then there's some bad dungeon masters. Like I had this one dungeon master where you know how. Like I said, Dungeon Master put the players in the world, yes. and then they make the world. Like they also make NPCs and other characters that you can interact with. I had a Dungeon Master that basically made their own made-up character the hero of this world, and we were just kind of like the side lockies, uh-huh. which I absolutely hated because I can't do anything with that. <laughs> like I don't care about your character. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I forget what happened. I think they all killed me. Oh shit! But anywho. <laughs> so, you, so you're playing this all on a computer right now with no. everybody? Well, right now we haven't played due to COVID and everything like that because uh-huh. I am more of an in-person kind yeah. of person. Like, I like having drinks with my friends, but, um, like, I've been playing with KP. You know KP. Yes, um, yes. So we might actually video chat him this upcoming session because nice. we've all been kind of itching for it. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> I don't remember what we did last time. I think we were, like, hatching the egg, so... Oh, crap! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're definitely... It's It's a... COVID's been really hard. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a pain in the ass. Definitely. One of the things that I'm dying to ask, okay, so dungeons, obviously you're a dungeon master. Dragons, so when do they come in? I love dragons. So dragons are actually, so there are dragonborn. Okay. So you can be you can actually be a race where it's- Can like, I be? like? You can be someone that's dragonborn. And dragonborns so are so chromatic. Good. So you can have, um, there's chrome, chromatic where you can be like a gold or a bronze or a silver dragon, and that generally means that that dragon is a good dragon. So what's the levels or class or range? So how it's, do, it's interesting because it's based off of the color of the dragon, really enough. Yes. So like a green dragon, I believe, sh- shoots a cone of acid. Uh, Damn. White, don't... A white <laughs> dragon, I believe, is frost. Red dragon that is fire. Sense. And red dragons are known to be the most mean dragons. But those are also supposed to be evil dragons. So when they're a, sol- when they're a solid color, they're uh-huh. evil dragons. But when they're chromatic, like gold, bronze, silver, or whatever, mm-hmm. those are the good dragons. So you can actually be a dragonborn based off of your color as well. And that kind of automatically shows your alignment. I mean, obviously, you can change your alignment. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, like we in our group, we have a dragonborn that's blue, so he shoots lightning. Oh, that's cool. He shoots lightning, but yeah. he doesn't seem like a bad character so far. I don't think he does. He know the the chromatic stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's probably an evil dragon. Like he does. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> good to know. It's interesting because like I'm audio booking Aragon right now. I'm diving into those that whole entire story because I so like fun. the movie, but I, as I'm going through the, the book, book I'm like, so oh my better. gosh! The book is so much. It's better. such a great journey. I like, will say it got it got. Don't really. mess up me. It, you I'm know. not gonna mess anything up. I'm not spoiling anything because I actually don't remember everything that happened. Yay! I just remember that once you get to like the green book, I'm just like, okay. Uh, yeah, because the next book is the red one, right? The next book's the red one. Because I got all, I got all, because I'm like, better at audiobooking. There's the blue one, then the red one, then the yellow one, and then and the green one. There's the green one. Yeah, the eldest the green... or elder or whatever it's called. I don't know. Sorry, guys, we're going sideways. I'm just, I love dragons. No, no, dragons, for sure. Um, so, back to that, actually, which is really funny, because the reason why we actually went from going to being, like, military, like, groups and stuff uh-huh. like that is because when Gygax actually introduced the Lord of the Rings thing, we needed to make characters that were strong enough to fight dragons and trolls. Ah, okay, cool. Because when you fight a dragon, it's actually a big 
a big fucking deal. Like, it really is. Like, baby dragons alone are just a pan butt. So, <laughs> like, imagine a teenager and right. a big one. Right. Like, it's, it's actually really difficult to fight a dragon. It's even difficult, more difficult to own one or fly one. Like, none of us are... Is it better when they're, like, newborn? So with the newborns, because we actually did find a newborn too, it, it all it all depends on the dungeon master. Because cool. for example, it. we found a red dragon, and red dragons are supposed to be the meanest little dudes. But because he's a baby, baby. as long every time he has a temper tantrum, we don't reward it. But if he does something good, we give him a little little ruby or something that like that sense. to calm him down. Yeah. And he's a dragon, so he's like hoarding that kind of stuff. So it's entirely up to the dungeon master if it's going to be easier or harder. I had a different one where I found five baby dragons mm-hmm. that Dang. were. Uh, they were in the sewers eating the villagers and stuff like that. And I had a spell called Speak with the Animals. Perfect. And I spoke with them and they just said they were hungry. I fed them sheep, but the dungeon master was extremely rule-based. So he was like, you fed them, but they're still hungry. So either you're going to kill them or uh, they're just going to eat the town kind of thing. Dang, and I was like, weird. damn, they're from the friends love. But uh, that's a lot of dragons and I want them. No, one for one for everybody in the party. Right. Shoot, or all for me. I'm selfish. <laughs> Sharing is caring. I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's all dependent on the dungeon master. Like these are good questions. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's so yeah. Open. No, um, it's it's so open. It's to crazy about that. Yeah, because I was thinking like there's a set of rules, but the way I've heard it so many times, but not as in detail as finally that I am today. Um, I didn't know it was basically open and i like the fact that they can narrate it themselves and be able to make their own story and then everybody just cleans up i mean who wouldn't want to like let me get into your campaign because the campaign is its own universe in a it's sense. basically its own universe there are some pre-built campaigns and pre-built oh, you dungeons add to it, you can add to it you can use it specifically and uh-huh. like ideologically like blah, blah, blah. you know <laughs> use it use it and use it religiously right um or you can use it as a like a template uh-huh. like it's again entirely up to the game master like there's a lot of lore in dungeons and dragons that actually like goes into more detail of different gods and different like characters and different kings and stuff like that there's like actually a bunch of lore that i personally have not had the time to read it because can you believe i've actually been specifically playing it for only like five years so i'm actually five years. i'm actually a novice wow <laughs> what would be a master someone that's been playing like uh those kids in um, Stranger, Stranger Things. things. Yes! Yeah, I was like, I was waiting to get there. Love that show. Like, because <laughs> when I write, when I saw them doing Dungeons and Dragons, like, I want to play. I want to yeah. kind of get because like they're in. They're in it. So in it, mm-hmm. like in their mind, it's just like. And they're using I the love that. Handbook. They're using yes. the monster manual. Yes. They're using all this stuff, and they have little figurines because most people like using the figurines. It's really fun, but some right. people go crazy. Like I had a um, uh, remember Jason from Best Buy. I think so. Uh, Hernandez. Yes. Yes. So he actually had full on terrain. Like he had like a map and he oh, had like crap. lights and he had like statues and <sighs> he like went freaking nuts. And it was like almost a scale to what the little figurines were. So it was like oh, a wow. big setup. So right. You can do that or you can use like a piece of paper just to like map out where your yeah, character yeah, is in accordance. Yeah. And that's awesome. It's super cool. I love it's super uh, cool. I, it's challenging for me. To, I still am working on making a map because I'm working on a, a fantasy chronicle of novels that I'm working on. I'm not telling anybody what they're called, but the reason why I dived into it with Ariel one day when she was talking about sorcerers and all is because I have that in my book and I'm like doing it my way. But um, it was good to actually hear like there are differences because I didn't know 
Like I was like, okay, I'm not touching touching wizards because I'm not gonna put them. I just in my mind, I'm like, I feel like they're different. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like a sorcerer and a wizard are completely different. It's funny how and, you even thought that it right. happens to be a thing. <laughs> and, and it was real. And then I'm like talking to, talking to you when we went to uh, when I came over. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, they're completely different. Like, I had this intuition inside me, like I just knew. <laughs> I was like, it's just, it's crazy, but I love that. Now, is there okay? We didn't say it, but are there any witches? I mean, or are they just non-existing? I mean, it's not like they're not existing. Like a sorcerer could call popular, themselves though. a sorceress and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So, and then there are witches and there are hags that count as monsters. <laughs> they're hags. Oh yeah, they're hags. <laughs> Have you played The Witcher? No. No, not yet. So there is like a water hag that like is legitimately from Dungeons and Dragons. Wow. Like, it's I love super that. interesting. Like I a lot that. of a lot of those characters in like Skyrim and Witcher uh-huh. and stuff like that, those are They're actually all... a lot derivative a lot of them are derivative directly from Dungeons and Dragons and Lord of the Well, I mean Lord, Lord of the Rings, the root of it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That makes so much sense, but they've expanded it so much. Oh, yeah. Like, they're and working in the 6th awesome. edition right now, I think. Because right now in the 5th edition. But, I mean, we're still in the 5th edition. So, what's, what do you think they're adding? Or do you know already what they're doing in this 6th edition? I have no idea. I don't think anybody totally, completely knows. But I will say that I'm hoping that they make it a little bit more lenient. Because I will say, working with, like, the dungeon masters that are, like, super by the rules, it gets extremely frustrating sometimes and i really hope that they actually incorporate more of like the stuff like the genasi and the tabaxi mm-hmm. a little bit more uh into the lore just because like they're still not really like the main races not like saying that people don't use them or anything like that i've just noticed a lot of the campaigns that they're not really as normalized as some of the other ones and i'm just I, sometimes i don't want to be an elemental i'm gonna be all fire <laughs> <laughs> i want to do all that kind of how stuff how many characters have you had like you've had personally in the five years it's been playing this probably about six but some of them are from like one-off games okay but so, this one's your favorite so yes uh her name is artemis and like she's fantastic name. i love her um <laughs> so <laughs> she was my um she she was my bard um uh-huh. and then i've also played one that was called drifting snowflake which was a tabaxi uh, she was a snow leopard monk who was wow. super against. Um, I imagine she's pretty. She, well, gorgeous, but she was basically like the last Airbender because she was. Um, she was super into Airbending, and uh, she actually had a staff, like Thor's staff or something like that, yes. that caused like lightning and stuff like yes. that. Yes, but she was a complete environmentalist. Think like Poison Ivy, like right, like right. super very and protective too. And that's what sure. I mean, where she wasn't, she wasn't like a lawful good, like uh-huh. she was more of a chaotic good, where she was like, I'm Obsessed. gonna break the rules uh-huh. to get what I need to because the snow caps are melting and the polar bears are dying. So, why do we need that right now? But girl. <laughs> that was like real, real, like save the world. And then right now I'm playing a little tiny wood elf, um, which are part of the elf because there are different versions of elves. There's like a drow. There's a drow that's a dark elf. There's a wood elf, and then there's like a high elf, which are snobby as hell. I love this. Um, but I play a wood elf, and he knows because it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing at the camera, but he's like, <laughs> yeah, we have another guest here, but you guys can't see him. But um, I play a wood elf who is she looks like a child, like she's literally like. Like really, really small, has like small features and stuff, but because she's a wood elf and a druid, she looks like a child, but she's actually like 70 years old. 
So she's really good at like, I'm gonna talk you out, talk myself out of stuff. I know how to do diplomacy and all that good stuff. I have super high charisma. But if someone tries to tell her what to do, she'll immediately switch and be like a child and be all like, excuse me, you're not my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> or be all like, this, not, this man is trying to kidnap me. You know, like, <laughs> I play that version. There was this one character, my favorite character of all time. It wasn't even one that I played. It was a character called Anfo Enfo. I believe it was a high elf. He, she, them, they were a high elf. Mm-hmm. Um, it was played by my buddy Leonard. And basically, they were a split personality character. Ooh. But they literally, like, their face in half, one half was, like, almost drow, and the other half was, like, a high elf. Like, it looked like Two-Face. And they would switch in a flick, flick of a dime. Wow. Like, they would be, like, let's say they wanted to buy a coat. And this happened. Like, well, not happen, happen, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, in the happened. world. In the world. In yeah. the world. They were, like, oh, I want this coat. I'll give you 30. And this is, like, one half speaking. So Anfo's talking and saying, I want to buy that coat. Okay, it's 30 gold. I'll give you 25 gold. Mm, 28 gold and suddenly switch switches to info and becomes I'll give you 300 gold (laughs) no but I like that and it's great because he played his character perfectly because he screwed himself sometimes it just happened but that's a like you become the character absolutely I mean some people possibly take it too far what do you mean by taking it too far so some people take Dungeons and Dragons just a little bit too far they go a little bit too hardcore with it like i personally so extra nerdy thing for me i'm actually part of the sca the society of creative creative enactments uh-huh. uh, and some people take their characters that they make up and think that they are a lot like their characters even though they're not really that great <laughs> kind, of <thing. laughs> kind of thing but it doesn't really get more involved than that i will say though there have been some controversy with dungeons and dragons especially along like um yeah, I'm just going to say it. Especially amongst those, like, Christian white Karens. <laughs> There's a lot of controversy when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons, especially back in the 80s. <laughs> Anything new, I feel like, and if you're normal, people who didn't understand it, I think, of course, found it as a bad thing or an influence, a bad influence, especially among kids. Nowadays, video games is yeah. kind of a big issue right now. Yeah. Which was I then, don't... too. It, it's just a full circle. It's Everything's going to repeat. It's gonna, Dungeons and Dragons going to be a problem again pretty soon. I mean, I'm sorry, Honestly, it's, like it, it's interesting how it happened, too, because so, like, Dungeons and Dragons created in the 70s. Yeah. In the 80s, like, people were super against, like, for... I'll start with in the 80s, there was a lot of murder and suicide rates, and, like, technology was starting to take its course, mm-hmm. but it, like, wasn't really there yet. Um, but in the 80s, when D and D became more and more popular, it started to become actually um, looked at in a very negative light by those pre-mentioned suburban Karens. Um, in that, basically, I'm just gonna say a very, I'm gonna say a content warning. I don't, I don't know if people do that here, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It is okay. Let's do it. It's it's nice. Um, I'm going to do a content warning for religious cult, false <laughs> accusations, uh, violence, and suicide. And to continue, basically, um, in the 80s, D&D turned into a dark delight when some parents thought that it was part of a satanic cult that summoned evil spirits, and it was part of witchcraft and murder-slash-suicide mm-hmm. occult. Mm-hmm. Um, parents legitimately thought they were nerdy kids, like the kids from Stranger Things, like Will... Mike, Dustin, <laughs> and Lucas, they, was, they thought that they were stumbling the devil, and um, they legitimately thought those kids were part of Satanism. Like, little, wow. like, 10 to 12-year-old kids thinking that they are, oh, yeah, totally Satanist. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it actually got even worse. 
Um, like, Worse than that? So, it was funny, too, because I kid you not, I swear to God, yesterday I was actually watching um, Forensic Files. I know, it's a guilty pleasure. I like that show. I'm sorry. So, in the seventh collection, there was an episode, it was called Holy Terror. Uh-huh. So, in this episode, there was, like, a bomber that, like, bombed churches. And there were these two boys that were acting, like, really stupid. And they were like, oh, yeah, I saw him with, like, a green cooler. But... <laughs> They, the police legitimately thought that they were the bombers because they played Dungeons and Dragons. I swear to God. The kids. They thought that these high school students were the bombers because they played Dungeons and Dragons. I, you can look it up. I actually... I, oh my gosh. You can look it up. It's, But it gets even worse. So that was like for Forensic Files. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I actually found when I was like doing some of my research for this podcast. So there in, the, um, in 1982, there was a woman named Patricia Pulling... Uh, and she actually went on the 60 Minute Show, mm-hmm. um, which was popular then. I didn't watch it, but... It still is kind of, you know, when you want to get in the nitty-gritty. Either way. But she was claiming that her son was cursed by Dungeons and & Dragons, and that's why he killed himself. Um, and rest in peace him. I'm very sorry for their loss. However, Dungeons & Dragons didn't kill him. No. She legitimately thought that a curse from Dungeons & Dragons killed him. And it went even on... Like, you can legitimately look this up on YouTube. You can look it up right now. You can, it, there was like a guy that was like an analyst in that show that mm-hmm. was like, yes, and I've heard that some kids summoned the devil himself into their rooms and then proceeded to kill themselves right afterwards. I, he was dead serious. He was dead serious. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> sorry like, to be laughing, but I'm not. I'm, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it's just, it was ridiculous. It was like parents couldn't take responsibility of that and like their kids are, you know, Everyone's sad and upset, yeah. and you're going to blame a game that's played yeah. by billions of people. In fact, there was even a study showing that there was a 14% less likelihood that you were going to kill yourself if you had games with your friends like Dungeons & Dragons. But I digress. This woman decided to make a um, of course. an activism group of course. called BAD, B-A-D-D, which means Bothered About Dungeons & Dragons, in 1984. Uh, and they specifically said, and I quote, it targeted violent occult-related rock music, role-playing games that utilize occult mythology and worship of occult gods and role-playing situations like Dungeons and Dragons, teen Satanism involving murder and suicide, and pornography as it is affecting adolescent behavior and reshaping attitudes and values in a negative manner. And then she sued the publishers of TSR. Um, Long story short, it was dropped. It's almost like similar to um, the backstory of Spooky Stories. Uh, yeah. What happened to that? Because I actually watched a, a document of how they thought it was a bad thing. They legitimately... People are wacky. <laughs> it's just like, just a reason to make noise. And what, and what was funny is that the entire case was dropped because there was legitimately no correlation, no causation between the two. It was just parents grasping at straws for why their kid decided to off themselves. And it's really tragic and it's terrible. It is. But you can't really blame... A game like in Monopoly, you don't just like right go bankrupt and then go bankrupt for real, right? Like it's love just on a game. your kids, love on them, love on them, love on them. Tell them how beautiful they are, so they don't have a reason to do so. I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just saying. But in a lighter note, bad now stands for Bikers Against Drunk Driving. That's a good one. That, <laughs> yeah, don't don't drink and drive, guys. Don't drink and drive, and don't think your kid is doing satanic stuff just because they have friends and like to hang out in the basement. <laughs> like, I mean, open the door every once in a while, make sure they're not doing anything. But you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. play with them. If anything, right? If anything, what I really like about Dungeons and Dragons is because like people just assume There's that no people are just gonna 
Well, not just that, but people just assume, like, when you do something that's interactive and imaginary, people are just going to go directly to violence. It's because they don't understand. They just don't get it. Like, I don't really, like, yes, you do violence so-and-so, but you think of yourself as a hero for the most part. Some people will play evil characters because it's someone who they're not, and they want right. to make something interesting. And I would do the same. What I personally like doing, I like becoming the character that I'm right. building. So, Why not? You know, Why not? Like, Have <laughs> you ever did theater? Um, have I done theater? No. Well, there's, and, and a lot of this happens with even um, acting. Well, yeah, acting, but even with celebrities who do acting, but there is a line that we're taught that you don't cross. You portray the character, you don't become the character. Exactly. And some people, when they become it, they become it, and then they... And that's... Yeah. That's why this whole thing was, like, like this entire controversy was just a witch hunt at yeah. that point. Like, yeah. it absolutely was, because if you're going to target someone like that, you can target actors, you can target people that play video games, you can target people that just hang out. Like... Exactly. Like, it's not... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm just, I'm just calling out legitimate defamation of yeah. character, and it's good. It's good to have information on the backstory of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I mean, you gotta look so you at can the see nice, the good and the bad and everything. You, you gotta know? look at the good stuff. You gotta look at the negative stuff. Right. And some of the right. negative stuff may be crap, but that's my opinion. You can have your own. It's <laughs> good to have that under the belt. In my opinion, you have so much history in Dungeons and Dragons, you really including do. that. You really and do. Started the in the seventies, eighties became foundation. weird. It wasn't. It literally wasn't until like late nineties, early two thousands when they were like, "Oh my god, Dungeons and Dragons isn't that bad. It's just for nerds." What the real problem is, video games. <laughs> Leave the video games alone. Leave Mortal Kombat alone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're gonna get us in VR next. Just watch. Oh gosh. Just watch. You can become Iron Man now. <laughs> right, right. That game really looks whack. That's why I didn't buy it. I think that D and D is gonna be like a timeless kind of game. I think people are gonna. I think so better. too. I think they're gonna make more and more like video game versions. They should. Video games, they just you've still got limits. Like you can't do whatever you want in a video that's, game. Uh, and, I, and my favorite thing is that's why I feel like I would be a good candidate to play this game, which I cannot wait to dive in oh, and do it and learn because I definitely want to watch. Um, is that I love? It. Yes, I I love creating characters when I'm. Have you ever played Soul Calibur? <gasps> Love Soul Calibur. I played that game basically to create myself a character. I would fill in every little empty data, <laughs> pull a car, like you make a character, make a character. I had 20 characters and they all were different. And just like in my novel book that I'm working on, I actually created all of the characters in there. I love creating characters with their own type of thing. So that's why I would, I obviously would enjoy D&D. Oh, yeah. Don't mind me. I was just looking at the spells. Because depending on what character you play, you also get fun spells. Okay, spells for any type of character? Yes, That's yes. That's a loaded let's... question. <laughs> yeah, because I'm... I, okay, so... Because I don't... I didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. So, and plus talking about spells. Oh, so spells. Mm, spells. Let's dive into the spells. So, it's actually really funny because spells are really weird. Because it depends on your class, it depends on your race, and it depends mm-hmm. on your items that you have. Like, for example, Logan actually, he's a barbarian, he's not a magical character at all, but he has a totem of wolves where he actually can summon, how many wolves? Do you know? He's at war. Wow. Whatever's in the area. Too. And he, he can also summon rats, too. Like, he has like a rat, like, he has like a pan flute. Uh-huh. Pan flute? Pan, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so he can summon that stuff. My character is naturally a druid, so she can like grow flowers, she can make fireflies, but she also learned how to do. <laughs> she can also do this thing called entangle, where you can actually like grow weeds right out of the ground and, and pull people spell. in. That's totally a spell. Here. 
So, if you ever have, if you ever want to play D&D &D and you just want to make it super simple and you don't want all these papers and items <laughs> and stuff like that, I highly recommend play, um, messing with the game, not game, messing with um, a website called D&D &D Beyond. You do need a Twitch account so that way you can actually like access it. Okay. But you can actually see all of your characters. Oh, so all your characters, okay. Yeah, so like, for example, I made one called Vosh and she uh -huh. was a one-off, but she was a changeling, super fun. Oh, wow, you can see that. Right? <laughs> so, Shiva is the one that I have right now. She's my little wood elf druid, but it's really mm -hmm. cool because even when you level up, you can actually set it up, and it naturally does the hit points that your character should get if it was average. You can also roll for hit points. Mm -hmm. uh, hit point, uh, a roll for hit points happens, I believe, at every yeah, every level. You roll for hit points and see what, what, what what's popping, um, and then it adjusts based off of anything else that you gained or learned over time. Uh, for me, this is just how I keep track of my spells, just because I, there's so many. There's, <laughs> and then when you become a warlock or a sorcerer, and then you get a book and you can just write them all down. It's crazy. Um, but these are some of the spells that you can get. And it, what's really cool, it also shows like the um, like wow. what they do as well. So like for example, my favorite one that I use is called Thunder Wave. I see it's that a, you use it a lot. It's a fey touched one, and you can choose how strong you want it to be based off of what level you want to cast it at, because mm -hmm. there's like different levels of spells. So you can cast a fifth level spell versus a first level spell, and obviously a fifth level will be stronger than a first, but you can use those that too. you can use those less though. So Thunder Wave, for example, you can even see it here. It's a range area, 15 feet from self, and it just goes out. Uh, each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. On a fail save, a creature takes 2d8. So that would be this guy. So two of these boys of thunder damage, and they're pushed 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. And then as the levels go up, then I can do 3d8 and 4d8, depending on the level of how I want to cast it. And that's one of my favorite ones, because I'm basically one giant thunderstorm. Cool. <laughs> And you can only go up to level five. Uh, you can go way higher than that. I think you can do, I want to say, tenth level spells. But you have to be a really high class character right now. Right now, my character as a uh, fifth level druid, she can only do three third level spells. I believe it's, I believe it's a third of the no, not a third. Is it half? Do the third or a half? I don't remember. Um, of like your level. So since I'm a fifth level, I forget. Oh my God. I forget. Either way, the levels, as you level up, the more spells you can get. I believe it's every. Which makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's the like. The more you can hold. It's every the like more fourth endurance. level that you hit or something like that, you gain new stuff. Okay. Um, um, another cool thing about D&D is that depending on what character you do, you can also change into anything else. Well, not anything else, but to a lot of things. So, for example, a druid, uh, they can also do something called shapeshift. And depending on what level they are, they can shapeshift into base, something based off of that level. So, for example, my druid right now, she can... <laughs> so, could they shapeshift into a dragon? Later, yeah. Right now, she can shift into, like, a giant shark. Ooh. And a dire bear, which is basically a bear like five times bigger than a regular bear. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. And then like sorcerers like uh, Casey, you you know Casey. Yeah. Yeah. So Casey, I believe he's a sorcerer and he does fireball, which is a spell that no matter no yeah, fireball. 
it, it's a spell that no matter what it hits, and it's just all fire or magic <laughs> missile, no matter what it hits, and it's just get it. you just hit him. <laughs> you just roll for damage. There you go. <laughs> Against goblins, it's easy. Everything else is hard. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to add? Team uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my God, there's there's so, much, there's so much. There's so much. Personally, what I would personally recommend is to always use um, a little bit of extra research. There are uh, books for Dungeons and Dragons for early. I did see and stuff that. Like, like that. they have quite a there's bit. There's kind of a lot. I would also recommend if you're like specifically curious about classes and races and magic users and which stuff I know like how that. Which most people are. There's just so many things that you have to like. Yeah. There's just a lot. Um, I personally liked using um, DM at all. It's a YouTube channel that I watch. Um, specifically, like if you looked at the history of Dungeons and Dragons, they uh -huh. actually talk a little bit more in detail about Gaiax, um, and they also talk a little bit more about each class and how they added it on because it started out with fighter and magic user yeah. and cleric, and then it built on and on and on to what we know of it as today. And yeah. I'm sure that as the editions continue going, the more history will be added. It's really cute thing. I do like it. <laughs> um, but what yeah. would you, what's your warning and what is your encouragement on the newbies? On like the newbies? Myself. But for those who are thinking about diving into that world of D&D. For, for newbies, and the warning I would say is that it is time consuming. When you make it, like, it's time consuming to make a character and it's time consuming to try and set up a date to actually set up to make this a consistent game. Like, you don't have to make it a consistent thing. You can make it a one-shot game if you want, but also know that it's going to take a lot of time. Uh, I've had it where one-shot games literally last till, like, 4 a.m. Kind of thing. And you start, what time did you start? 3 p.m. Wow. And that's just like... But it's more. intense. It's, it's like, intense I, I feel like yeah. you kind of get connected with your character yeah. and you want to see its evolution. Mm -hmm. So I guess my, my main warning would be it, it is a lot of time and it is a lot of investment, but... The other warning would be like you're gonna love your character, so please don't let them. I, I'm not saying you please don't let them die. You do what you want <laughs> with your character. It's a good but escape. But you're gonna like your character. You're gonna love your character. So th the warning would be if you're okay with getting invested with something, it's almost like owning a puppy in your head. It's it's very right. A nano, <laughs> Tamagotchi. Right. <laughs> um, and then something to also know, just like to ease that, like oh my god, it's a lot of stuff, pressure. Once you get it started, it's all super easy. Like, once you make your character sheet, everything else just kind of falls into place. And if you have a really good dungeon master, you really don't really need to worry about anything yourself except making sure your character stays alive and does uh -huh. what you wanted your character to do. Like, make sure that their goals... How do you know what their goals are? Like That's up to you. It's just so, so open they, to so me. Like, I'm like, wow, how do you, a, like, like you want to stay alive? It's, it's like probably the number one it's, thing. It's over. It's overwhelming, but not in in a bad way. I yeah. guess that's that's my warning slash good thing. It's it's overwhelming, but not in a bad way. So like the only limit really would be whatever race and creature or whatnot you are, right? Kind or of, no. but not really. Because I know that some are obviously bending. Like the what did you say? The chaotic evil, or you could you could go with alignment if you wanted to. You really don't have to. I've uh -huh. played it where we didn't choose an alignment and just let my character do whatever the character wanted to do based off her personality and background. Mm -hmm. I've had it where like it, like it's also really nice because it's super open to everybody. Like think about it. Like, you can have, like, trans characters, you can have gay characters, and you can really show who you want to be, you can show oh, who cool. you're not, and you can really, like, go super far forward. Like, I remember I had a dwarf that 
um, had like a full on beard but hated being uh, misrepresented as a man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can completely play to it and you can be pissed off for your character. You can completely like like with Anfo Info, you can play your character oh, to their yeah. strengths and their weaknesses. So did he like did he act it out? Right? Oh my god, he acted it out. Oh that's so cool. You act it out. So if you get really into your character, you act that out <laughs> like he, that so you guys are like literally is improv like, like in improv. person it's it's complete in-person improv absolutely ah, and that's it's so cool and again it's overwhelming but not in a bad way like you could literally do nothing like what logan likes to do he plays logan <laughs> <laughs> he just beats everybody up and he's great at it <laughs> it's funny though when you said barbarian like yeah i could so see logan being a barbarian he's a half orc barbarian half he, perfect and he kicks major ass <laughs> and then i go more with those like charismatic characters like you can play it exactly like logan he can he kicks ass and he just finds new ways to do it like that's kind of <laughs> it's freaking awesome i go more in depth some characters go more in depth in their background and they base like let's say you were an orphan as a child your character can sometimes play that sucker up and have daddy yeah. issues like yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, like, just go there and create the fantasy. Go there. Go crazy. If you want, make something super out of the norm. Make something yeah. completely in the norm. Do something that literally represents you. Do something that's a better version of you. Do something that's a worse version of you. Do yeah. something that's completely evil because you have no consequences. <laughs> like, they ain't going to arrest me. <laughs> they cannot. You can, you can murder a whole village or you can start a new one. <laughs> so who's your dungeon master right now, like, in, in this current campaign? <laughs> so... I love him so much. <laughs> Who is it? I'm all curious. So his name is Brother Death. Uh, oh yeah. He. Where did you find him? The SCA in Society of Creative Enactment. Wow. Okay. So he. Am I even saying SCA right? Oh, anachronism. Okay. Close enough. Okay. Okay. And so that's where you find so, these dungeons and uh, So those are some extreme nerds. Those are the nerds that dress up. They're the ones that do the um hardcore LARPing and stuff like uh -huh. that. Some of them are like, it's not LARPing, it's reenactment. And I'll be like, it's Now, is, do they have to be present too, correct? They have to be present, right? For SCA? Yeah, for you guys to play. For Dungeons & Dragons, you don't. You can video chat, but for the SCA, yeah. Oh, okay. For the okay. most part. Well, that's that's different. That's a completely different topic. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. That's a completely different So they mean to go over there and... Yeah, sorry. Anachronism. Sorry. Got it, got it. Society of Creative Anachronism. So got everything it. else when I'm <laughs> Got it, got it, got it. Um, but, yeah, so I met him at the SCA. Um, he is... I don't know if he... I don't have his permission to say his name, so I'm just not going to say it. But okay. everybody that knows him, his name is Brother Death. Uh, he's it. actually going to be uh, producing some music on iTunes nice. soon. So nice. you can totally check him out, too. You'll know because it's like a giant, like mask with like feathers and stuff like, <laughs> and he wears it to campaign sessions sometimes nice. super sick. but no he's a fantastic dm he's one of those guys that he listens to the rules but more as a guideline his main goal is to make sure that you just have fun like if you want to do something he'll be like roll for it see if you do it and if you do it he'll be like that was super rad <laughs> you I like get rewarded that. i like that that's really because yeah, i was thinking like um how strict are they, or are they fun at least? And it sounds like this one's at least fun. Yeah, no, he he's definitely fun. The strict ones, it's not like they're not fun. It's just more like I am more scared for the characters that I love rather than not, just because since they go by the rules, I have a habit of not wanting to go by the rules. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and if you don't go by the rules by somebody that goes very heavily on the rules, you do get punished. Like um, I had a camp, a dungeon master where it was in a world. 
we had a rogue, and he was a very good rogue, and he was trying to steal, like, loot some corpses or something that were, like, after a battle mm-hmm. from a monster beast called the Obelisk, which is scary. It's an, it's the newest monster. That sounds familiar. We'll, we'll discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> but he wanted to loot the bodies, but then all the guards came up, so he got arrested because he was in the middle of looting bodies, but he's a rogue, so... And why did you make the guards come so fast? <laughs> like, can we at least get the loot from the battle that we just did? We didn't even get, yeah, we didn't even get a, a story. Too. And we didn't even get XP from it. Like, it was terrible. I don't understand how we didn't get XP. Yeah, that was a Rude? point. Rude? <laughs> it was so hard. I literally only le- like leveled up like twice. I was only level three as a bard, and that's scary. All I can do is Tasha's hideous laughter, where I make you laugh uncontrollably for no reason. Okay, come on, Joker. I mean. Mm, mm. <laughs> wow well i've um i've learned a lot there's still so much any other questions for me um i think i've actually asked the questions i had set up for you it's funny too because even though i'm a novice i'm just kind of a sponge of stuff i may have gotten some stuff wrong so if anyone's listening and i messed up on something you can totally correct me and teach me some things because i'm open to learn um and it's okay if you're rude because i really don't care <laughs> I did get anything wrong, or if you're like, oh, well, I played a completely different way, or you want to tell us a little bit more about your character and something that you're proud of, or maybe some commissions of some artwork that you have, I mean, we're always down to hear, and we're always down to listen, and I'm always down to learn. Same here. I love learning, um, and that is why I have this sh- show, and that's why I love to talk about it, because whatever it is, that's what we're going to talk about. And today was Dungeons and & Dragons. And obviously, I love, I'm a nerd, and I'm so glad we kind of dived into that fantasy world of it. Uh, I really appreciate it, because to me, no matter what time that you're living in life, we need an escape. And this is a perfect escape. Though You really can escape and go beyond in a whole other world and then oh man i'm back in reality you know wake up tomorrow i gotta go to work you know or something like that oh good luck waking up (laughs) sometimes i last till like morning i like you said till 4 a.m from 3 p.m the other day so wow if everyone has off it's a whole D &D game Like, you get drunk a little bit. Which makes it even more farther. I'm not trying to encourage, but I'm encouraging. I mean, sometimes it doesn't. And make sure you don't drink and drive. (laughs) Just stay at the place where it's happening. I'm just just saying, like, if you get drunk, just don't get too crazy. Because then you lose track of your own character. (laughs) Ah, and then they can die. I mean, they might. Unless you're, like, uh, Brother Death, he doesn't let us die. Oh, nice. Or he does his best not to let us die. We've almost died many times. But he at least tries to... Not metagaming, but he'll... So he'll give you a chance. So this Friday, like okay, so just for my understanding, so Brother Death, mm-hmm. he's not gonna be there. Well, this time he's coming. Oh wow! This time he's coming. Not everybody's coming because we have to do video chat. You know, stay safe, not have too many people right, over right, and stuff right. like that. I'm literally, I believe it's just gonna be like Brother Death and our buddy Sebastian, who are both staying home lately. So. And then you said Zooming? And then Zooming Casey. Got it, got it. Well, <laughs> everybody, thank you so much for listening to the conversation of D&D. I hope you comment and leave more information if you have, uh, not information, you'll enjoy the information. But if you have a lot more to add, what are you playing? What What are you in your D&D game if you're playing? And what's your favorite parts in it? Because um, I obviously can tell, because I was going to ask you, like, what is your favorite part in D&D? 
I kind of know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's, it's all of it. Finding out the journey of your character, which to me is still, it's still amazing. Like it's, it's, it's a nice escape. And then watching, like I said, the evolution of a character that you've created. Absolutely. It, it's really cool, especially since you're your own hero or your own villain. Have fun. Right. I, if anything, out of all the comments, I just want to see people's wackiest combos. I just want to see how did you play a crazy character of like, like <laughs> what did you do that was so <laughs> iconic? What's the best like story that you have? Like my info info story. I want to hear more that, stories like that. That I would love to see. Like, like that would have been awesome to watch. I want to hear more. I want to hear about trolls falling in love with humans. I want to hear about dragons becoming your pet. I want to hear something even more crazy that my brain can't think of because maybe I'm just not as imaginative as you are, and I want to know. Yeah, same here. Ideas. Same here. Well, uh, thank you, Ariel, for being my guest. Will not be the last, hopefully. <gasps> Definitely hopefully. not. Okay, because I most of my guests are I try to have them be returning unless they're in another state like Arizona. Obviously, I have to go. You could do an, an, another nerd segment. I would love that. Like I, I am a chameleon, so I have so many things to me. I mean, she's a Gemini too, mm. so we there's a lot that just makes this person okay, and my nerd side I haven't even dived into it and. Oh, yes. Yes. So thank you so much for listening and watching on the Nachos Cafe podcast show for Talk About It Tuesday. And thank you, Ariel, again for being my guest today. Thank you. And sharing some light on D&D because I cannot wait to play. In my mind, I'm like, God, there's so much. Like, I'm kind of like intimidated. Yes! Maybe next Oh, uh, Nato is already like flipped, okay? And just. Maybe next time you should make a segment specifically on making a character. Okay. Yes! Yes, let's do character. that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, and then you're going to see the evolution <gasps> of a Nacho. In the comments, in what do you think Nacho should be? What race? What class? What alignment? Like, I would want to know that. What do you think? I would like to know what you would think Nacho should be. And I'll let you know what he thinks, what you think he should be. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, you can say what you say, but in the end, you just don't. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Until next time. And that completes today's Talk About It Tuesday episode on Nachos Cafe. Thank you so much for listening and see you next Tuesday for the next TBIT episode. And remember, when you run into a mental wall of personal perspective, talk about it.